Dr. Droll here, Shorn, who has the patience of a saint, because I can't seem to obey my own schedule that I set. I have no one to blame but myself. And to show my immaturity, it is September, and uh, I have my air conditioner so low that I need a jacket. And a logical man would maybe not have the air conditioner so low, but I am not a logical man, which is why... Oh, I don't know if I've told you. I'm uh, permanently banned from YouTube. <laughs> good for you. You're a good man, then. Thank you, sir. It's uh, that's been the universal response from uh, from everyone is, oh, congratulations. It's like it's like telling me I got engaged. I'm like, I got banned from YouTube. Everybody's like, oh, that's so wonderful. So, uh, <laughs> hey, for all the new listeners, please introduce yourself, man. Okay, I'm Joel Hershon. I've been uh, I was I used to be a university professor, University of Wisconsin Madison, where I directed a medical research program went on to work for Congress, Office of Technology Assessment, and National Governors Association, uh, always working on uh, issues related to health and medicine. And uh, I've been, since March of 2020, uh, intensely working on pandemic issues, wrote a book, Pandemic Blunder, highly recommended. On, on, on Audible, it's very good. I'll put it in the description. I've listened to it. We've done a podcast before about it. Yeah, so I keep writing articles because I keep researching this. On it, I work full time on this now, basically, and I keep publishing articles, uh, pointing out how crazy this whole uh, vaccine situation is. Uh, one of my big articles, in fact, the last one, was on all the uh, vaccine-induced blood problems, people dying literally every day all over the world from blood clots. Uh, hemorrhaging in the brain, what we call brain bleeds, strokes, other blood problems. It's really widespread. And the data from UK research shows that all the vaccines are causing these blood problems. It's, uh, and, and the mandates to, to me are just, are just absurd. And, uh, you know, I've gone into this before. Um, you know, different doctors I have on this podcast have different takes on the vaccine. Dr. McCullough's mindset is no one should take it. Dr. Hodkinson is no one should take it. Dr. Malone, the inventor, said no one under 50. So it's there's not even a, a, a widespread general consensus on that. And so that's why I always preface this with saying, you know, all the doctors have different uh, have different takes on it. But to me, there is a sort of absurdity in that I had COVID last August. I can't get it again. I have natural immunity. I've got have natural immunity. I've got I've got four billion years of uh, of R and D and uh, research and development in terms of just the perfect. It's natural immunity. Uh, someone in my extended family had COVID a couple of months ago, and they went to the doctor's office for something else. Asked if they had the vaccine, and he was like, "Oh uh, no, I had a uh, you know I had COVID two months ago. Like got the test. Like have the antibodies. Like I'm good." And he was like, "You still need the vaccine." And he was like, that's absolutely incorrect. Like, I do not need it. And there's this sort of, you know, as Dr. McCullough says, there's almost this sort of this trans, this this general. And I, I kind of want to pivot this and to say, you know, Dr. Hirshhorn and I have said this before. Like, we could, we could very well be wrong. In a year, we could be doing this podcast and going, huh, you know, egg on our face, you know. But, hey, well, to me, to me, what is absurd is – is and I've, and I've gone through this before and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the idea that trust the science is the most, is the biggest antithesis to science that there is. Science is that which cannot be broken down anymore. It, it, it withstands all observations and tests and it's, it's recreatable, reproducible in any lab. And as, and this is a statement I never thought I would say, as Nicki Minaj said, she was like, why can't I question it? You know, if she, right. she used the example. If someone's giving you something and you say, uh, I'll hold off on it. I just want to ask some questions and they get angry at you. That means you should run. That means you should run. And she right. goes, there's something very absurd. And to quote the great philosopher, Nicki Minaj, if a Democrat tells you to put marbles up your ass, you should put marbles up your ass. <laughs> if a Republican says, hey, get out of the way, you're in the street, get out of the way, there's a bus coming, you best stand there and get hit by the bus. And <laughs> she is no right-wing figure. It's Nicki Minaj. And, but she's pointing out the hypocrisy in this. Don't you dare speak out. 
Don't you dare question anything. Why can't I question it? And when you do question it, no one says, oh, yeah, you know, maybe you should question it. They're all, well, what are you? Are you a medical doctor? No, you're an idiot. You're a pop star. Get the fact. We're belittling people for wanting to ask questions. It's if 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 Dr. Hirschhorn says, hey, Tommy, you know, every you know, every week you have to walk six hours to Walmart to get your groceries. I mean, you might want to get a car, you know, here's, here's a free used car. And if I tell you, I'm just not sure, man, I've seen car crash videos and you might say, hey, statistically, you're not going to get in a car crash. But hey, man, sure. Do your research. Here's a video on airbags. If you say, oh, you moron, take this car. No matter how odd my stance may be, all you're going to do is solidify my stance that I don't want a car and I don't want to be near roads versus if you say, all right, man, you know, you keep doing you. I'll probably look into it. I know I'm rambling now and to get back from my odd analogies and back to what you're actually writing about it. What is your take on the vaccine mandate? on you have to do this, you have to take this, and the pressuring of, of companies at, for future listeners. Today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, uh, with about, oh, what, a week, week and a half ago, the Biden administration's mandate that employees with uh, companies with uh, more than 100 employees have to take the COVID uh, vaccine or they have to go through weekly testing. And I believe they also have one hair sticking up. They also have to pay, I think, a $14,000 fine per employee what is your take on well, this? The worst, even Tom, Tom, the worst mandate of all is for people in the armed forces. Oh yeah, that one, that one to me is worse than the the one you just uh, talked about. I think the mandates are awful. I, I think they're awful in every respect. I don't think they they follow the real science that's out there, all the information we have. Uh, and I'm a big proponent of medical freedom. And these mandates, I think, are an example of medical tyranny. Mm -hmm. That's what, unfortunately, we're seeing in this pandemic. People have a right to choose what medicine or vaccine they put into their body. And even more so, doctors, doctors have, should have the freedom to, to prescribe what they think is best for their patients. And I'll tell you, 80, 90% of the doctors in the United States cannot prescribe what I think is proven over and over again, ivermectin, a, a cheap, safe, generic, been around for a long time. Decades. So doctors don't have freedom to prescribe. Patients don't have freedom with mandates to decide what to, or not to put into their bodies. So I think, to me, I, by the way, <laughs> I believe people below about 70 probably don't have enough vaccine benefits to offset the risks of the vaccines. Sure. I think the data shows 70 is a good cutoff, by the way. I got the vaccine for your listeners. Uh, I'm now 82. I got it when I was 81. but And I have comorbidity. I have a serious heart condition. So again, I think there might be a case made for people over 70 with, sure. and younger people with serious comorbidities. But overall, I, I think McCullough had it right when he said a while, quite a while ago now that if Fauci had followed a sensible, real science-based pandemic strategy, the vaccines would have been targeted for the most vulnerable people in society. Maybe that would have been like 20 million Americans, okay? But to, to think that all Americans, including, as you said, people with natural... Natural immunity, by the way, uh, Professor Harvey Reich at Yale University, who I think is the greatest, you know, he thinks well over, well over 100 million Americans have natural immunity. They are fully protected. And the other thing I want to emphasize here, and believe me, I study the research very closely, that all the research and more importantly, maybe the data coming out of Israel, the best data is coming out of Israel and they had solid data showing that natural immunity was 27 times better than the vaccine immunity. And in Israel, they only used the Pfizer vaccine due to a, a crazy business deal that was made. But the research, and, and again, Reich from Yale is big on this issue, and many other credible doctors that I respect and medical researchers all have the same conclusion. 
natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity. And there's a scientific reasoning for this is that the vaccines were created to target these little spikes on the, on the virus uh, molecule, basically. Whereas natural immunity can target the whole of the virus molecule, let's say. Okay. And, and that's the scientific reasoning why natural immunity is better. And by the way, natural immunity will work against all the variants, whereas it's clear now from data all over the world that the current vaccines do not work on many variants, including this Delta variant, okay? So we have all this scientific reasoning, I want to emphasize, to say that natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity, that people with natural immunity have no rational basis, especially when you acknowledge the risks. Now, I have to say that mainstream media and the government is not acknowledging all the risks of the vaccines. And I keep writing articles using data from scientific publications, research publications. There are so many risks of these vaccines, it boggles the mind. I like to emphasize the blood clotting risk, but there are many, many other risks. And you know, here's something that isn't said often enough. No research, no data from the vaccine makers has ever proven long-term safety because all of the testing for the vaccines was only over a small number of months, okay? So how can you tell me that vaccines are gonna be safe especially if you give it to children who are going to be living for decades ahead, how do you know that these vaccines possibly are safe in any logical or scientific way are going to be safe for the days, years, and decades ahead, okay? So when you're in your 80s and you take it, okay, you can say, well, maybe it's safe enough for me. But why would you think it's safe for kids or teenagers or people in their 20s, or all the members of the armed forces, the SEALs, (laughs) all of these healthy, healthy, very healthy men and women, why in the world would you think that they have to take the risk of the vaccine when they don't need it? They're young, they're healthy, and most of them by this time may even have natural immunity. You know, thinking about the the targeting of the spike proteins, it makes me think of a I interviewed Bing West, who wrote the, who's good friends with, and wrote the uh, book, the biography, for uh, former Secretary of Defense and four-star General uh, James Mattis. And in it, uh, General Mattis talks about the importance of all of your troops under your command, every level. I don't, I, I, I don't know what the the correct, you know classification is because I wasn't in the military, but from like troops and commanders and lieutenant, whatever the whole everyone under you in the organization that they know what the overall uh, mission is. So if he says, uh, as the secretary of defense says, take Baghdad, what you're not saying is uh, go take these two bridges going into Baghdad or let's use an American example, take Manhattan. He's not saying take Manhattan uh, use the Brooklyn Bridge and the Washington Bridge and the, you know, do this and the very on and the very whatever it is. And then when you get to Central Park, do this, because what happens is if you get to one of the bridges and it's damaged, then they just stand there and they go, oh, well, we don't know what to do. Now, if you say take Manhattan, period. They're going to take the bridges. If the bridges are damaged, they're going to grab boats and go across. If the boats are damaged, they're going to find a helicopter or they're just going to swim and they're going to get there. And if there's walls, they're going to climb in. And if there's people stopping them, they're going to shoot them. It's an end goal. It's like what General uh, what General Patton said in World War II. Never tell someone how to do something. Tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their ingenuity. So a spike protein is more of, sure, I mean, it's a brilliant technology. It's saying, hey, go take the bridges, which is, sure, for people that have no military experience, which in this analogy would be older individuals with weaker weaker immune systems or comorbidities such as yourself, it would be, hey, go take the bridges. But for someone like myself who's young, who has natural immunity, my body's saying, go take Manhattan. 
however you do it. Maybe you jump in from 100,000 feet and do a halo jump. Maybe you use a hot air balloon. Maybe you ride over a bridge on roller skates. It doesn't care. It's just saying, take Manhattan. And that, to me, is it's for older people, sure, or with comorbidities. Yeah, it's a great thing. I'm not going to sit here and say the vaccine has no benefits. It clearly does. But for everyone, and it's not just that, it's not just that it's like, it's not just that it's if you take it and you don't need it, then it's eh, it's whatever. There's 15,000 deaths in the United States from it, or excuse me, all over the world from the, or excuse me, United States, 15,000, at least 15,000. And 25,000 latest data out of the European Union. So we're looking at 40,000 deaths now. So it's not just, hey, uh, Tommy, take a multivitamin. Eh, I'm 31. I probably don't need to, but I'll take it, whatever. If the multivitamin killed, I don't know, 15,000 31-year-olds, I might be going, I don't need it, and I don't want it, you know? it's That's how I look at it is it's, there's clearly an incentive behind it. And the incentive... Some people say it's, oh, it's global depopulation. No, it's not. The incentive yeah, is it's money. money. It's money. It's, it's money. the oldest incentive in the world. It's money. Absolutely. It's why we went to Vietnam. It's why we went to Iraq. It's money. That's Absolutely. all it is, is it's money. It's the reason why the Koch brothers lobbied in 2010 and 2011 for no solar panels to be able to be installed in Florida, the Sunshine State, because it's money, because they had oil interests in oil investments. It's money. That's all it is. When there's widespread suppression of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, despite guys like Dr. Fareed treating, uh, what, eight, 9,000 patients along yes, with Dr. Yes. Tyson with a 99% survival rate of all ages and all comorbidities, and it's being suppressed, so they have to fly to Italy and go testify before their Senate, which they did last week. It's money. And when it comes out that, forget the 15,000 dead from the vaccine, that's small fry. When it comes out that 85% of the 650,000 dead Americans could have been prevented with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and it was knowingly suppressed. It's one yes. thing it's it's one thing if we didn't know in hindsight's 2020. If you knew, if you if you knew the planes were coming to the World Trade Center and you didn't do anything, that's a lot different than it got through the net. Sorry, I know I'm getting jacked up, but can I make a, a <laughs> yeah, point yeah, 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 yeah. It's getting a little play in a few uh, websites in the last day or two, and I wrote about it, I think, months ago, the data coming out of India, Thomas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The largest state in India, which 246 is about million. 250 million people, yeah. okay? Their, their data in terms of, of COVID problems, fatalities, hospitalization, has all gone to way, way down to not even significant because they really have pushed ivermectin. A few other states in India have also, I think Peru, I just saw data on Peru. Uh, we, we see a lot of data from around the world where some El Salvador is giving it out free, ivermectin free to the, their people. A lot of places around the world, it's over the counter. By the way, my wife and I have tried a few of our doctors. We cannot get any of them to prescribe us ivermectin. So now we're going a little crazy trying to get an order from India. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing I want to emphasize, because you haven't said it and I haven't said it yet today, when we say the vaccines work, in quotes, let's, let's admit that all the new data coming out of Israel and even the United States shows that these vaccines are not preventing people from getting infected, okay? So we have all of these what we call breakthrough infections. People are dying from breakthrough infections, okay? This, these vaccines do not kill the virus. They do not prevent the... The virus will be in people's bodies, even if they're vaccinated, and they will transmit the virus to other people, even if they're vaccinated, okay? So we have all of this data. By the way, the data in Israel is mind-boggling oh, yeah. because they have one of the highest rates. The, the good data that I've seen says 82% of the adults over 12, I think it is, in Israel have been vaccinated. They're triple vaxxed. And now booster, booster shots. And by the way, you got to follow this almost every day to see this, but the people who have gotten the booster shots... They're also dying. <laughs> so even with three shots, okay, fully vaccinated people, we still see deaths, 
associated with, and I love the language, and I, I was reading the Washington Post today. Oh, no, the government hasn't proven causality between vaccines and deaths. Well, that's insane. Uh, to prove causality is asking for the moon. I mean, it's asking for some ridiculous scientific experiment which cannot be implemented, basically. I think it's it's clear to most sensible physicians and medical researchers that there is this connection between the vaccines, the deaths, the blood clots, uh, everything that's awful that's going on. And by the way, I do think it may be years or decades, but I think Fauci and, and all of the pro-vaccine people, the people who have screwed up the pandemic, will be seen as guilty of murder. They, they are guilty of murder. Over 500,000 Americans have died unnecessarily. I want to emphasize that. If we had been freely promoting ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and some other things too, we would have saved hundreds. I mean, to think about this rationally, 3,000 people died on 9-11. Why aren't there headlines about over 500,000 Americans dead because we haven't allowed early treatment for, for COVID? The government has blocked the wide you Sure, you have George Fareed and, and Tyson and, and a bunch of other great doctors, but they represent, I want to emphasize this to your, your listeners, we only have probably a few hundred doctors in the United States who are willing to prescribe these generic medicines. 80 and 90% of doctors work for large corporations, medical hospital corporations, whatever. None of these people are prescribing the generics, okay? This is an uphill battle, okay? So Malone put goes to Rome and they put out some fancy kind of statement, by the way, which I criticizing, and I wrote an article. The language in what they put out is very weak. There are no specifics. They didn't, they didn't name generics like ivermectin. They, it's a very weak statement that came from Malone and his Rome meeting that got some attention. But most of these doctors are not courageous, and they're not willing even to this day to talk about the political aspects of this. You can't talk rationally about early treatment and, and how vaccines really don't work unless you bring in the politics of why this is happening. This is happening because of Fauci and his influence on CDC and FDA, and they are unwilling. You how can we expect them to say, oh, we got it wrong? <laughs> oh, we got it wrong and we're going to stop this mass vaccination program? I can't even imagine them doing this. How many people, people, by the way, the Washington Post, as of yesterday, said the average death rate today now from, <laughs> from the pandemic is 2,000 people, 2,000 Americans dying daily. That's what the Washington Post said the other day. That's their... Data on the average figure, 2,000 right. dying daily. That's, that's an amazing figure for the Washington Post to admit that that's what they see happening. Dying from the pandemic, dying, in my view, totally unnecessarily because in all, I'm getting all these stories, Thomas, what people getting into hospitals because they get sick, because they haven't been treated early, and they're in the hospital some of them bring ivermectin with them or their relatives bring ivermectin and the hospital staff will not allow their patients in the hospital with COVID to take the ivermectin that is literally at their bedside. They are stopping <laughs> the patients and their family members, okay, from using ivermectin. This is, this is such medical mal malpractice. Such medical tyranny that it boggles the mind. We're, and I've said this before, I don't know when it will come out, maybe a year, it might be 10 years. This will, we are living, they'll look back on this and say, we are living through one of the most monumental moments in medical history. Yes, absolutely. Right? As, as we talk right now, this is yes. happening in that, again, it's one thing if it's hindsight is 2020 and we go, we didn't know. We didn't know if this was a bioweapon. And so we did these and we tried this. And, and then a year later, we found out ivermectin worked. And, hey, we tried our best. That's one thing, right? It's one thing. Right. 
it's a whole other thing if you knew that there are generic drugs working. Yes. You actively suppress and stop their use and say you can't prescribe this and you run social media smear campaigns and you censor those who disagree. Over half a million dead Americans from this. That that it's not just it's not crazy people like myself just screaming into a microphone. I mean, Dr. Farid has been a physician with, a, with, with an MD from Harvard for he's, 50, he's been a practicing physician for 51 years. Yes. For 51 years, he has been a practicing physician. He and Dr. Tyson said that what, they, they've they've treated eight to nine thousand patients in the Imperial Valley in California of yeah. all ages, from kids to yes. to you. You said you're 82. You're age and older with comorbidities, some perfectly healthy, with a 99.999 percent survival rate. Right. Absolutely. With and then it's, oh, well, what if they've got to be using space-age technology? No. <laughs> Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, azithromycin, vi- yes. vitamin D, yes. uh, 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 what, colchazine. They're using aspirin. So there is an effective treatment, and the treatment is dirt cheap. And it's Although being it's active. expensive, by the way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm learning today... And yesterday, through emails with people, first off, there's a sh- it's hard to get ivermectin now because there are shortages. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the pricing has gone way, way up, okay? So the demand for ivermectin, I mean, some of us, we are succeeding, us rebels out there, because so many people now are trying to get ivermectin, okay? And, and it's difficult to get the prescription. And by the way, and, and this is absolute true news too. Most of the chain pharmacies are blocking filling out these prescriptions for ivermectin. This is really going on. Okay, if, if this is With not the most. Pharmacies. If this is not the most obvious coordinated conspiracy to do this, then I don't know what is. And it's again, I think the analogy we could use is is nine eleven. Hey, 9-11 yeah. happens, and we go, why didn't heads roll? And it was, well, because no one knew this was going to happen. It was warfare that we didn't see coming. Box cutters and planes, no one saw that coming. And by the time it happened, it was already too late. We tried to get all the planes down. We put them all on the ground. We put fighter jets in the air. We tried our best, but it happened, and hey, we've learned from it. Okay. If someone knew about it and said... <laughs> Let's just say, let's just run with the conspiracy theory that Dick Cheney knew about it and purposely didn't stop it. That's a lot different. Now, I think that's generally kind of a wild conspiracy. Th- and I love conspiracy theories. I just I legitimately think 9-11 was just a bungle. If you look at what's happening right now, there's evidence in front of our eyes that this isn't right. this isn't just, hey, hindsight's 2020, man. They knew it. We're seeing it right now. You cannot get this filled at pharmacies. They're blocking anything you post online. You have to censor out ivermectin. Normally, if someone tries to link like a pornography website in something, you have to like put spaces in it or you have to, you know, if you're using like a foul language like F-U-C-K, you'd have to do like F asterisk C, you know. Yeah. People are having to spell ivermectin I-V-3-R. <laughs> M E uh, asterisk asterisk exclamation mark N. It's it's insane, and the only thing we can do is we just have to keep pushing with what we're doing because you're seeing. I mean, a month ago, right? You and I were saying two months ago, three months ago. You and I were saying, hey, we just have to keep pushing one by one, little by little. And now, and then, like a month and a half ago, Tim Dillon, my favorite, my favorite comedian, he's got about four hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. He's a big fat guy. He's like five years older than me. He got the vaccine like two months ago and uh, then he caught COVID and he was like, well, you know, that clearly, and this is a liberal guy. And he's like, that didn't work. So then he <laughs> went to get monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin and he goes, I felt better in about 12 hours. Okay. That's crazy. If you had told me three months ago that that was going to happen, I would have said no. A month later, Joe Rogan with what? 11 million subscribers on YouTube, not to mention his whole Spotify empire. He came out and said he didn't get the vaccine. He got COVID, took monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin, said he was better in three days. He's like, so, but what I'm getting at is we just have to keep pushing. And then 
So if, I would never have seen Tim Dillon coming. And then when that happened, I could have never seen Joe Rogan coming. And now we're sitting here quoting Nicki Minaj. <laughs> we don't know what's over the horizon, but what we do have to keep doing is just keep needling away at the beast. Tommy, I just, the very latest, as of yesterday, I think it is now, that the government is blocking wider use of monoclonal antibodies. Uh-huh. The Biden administration took federal control of it and they're blocking uh, now, shipments now, to Florida. Why would they do this, you ask yourself? The only, it's, it's not good medicine, it's not science. It all has to do about protecting the vaccine market, okay? They don't want, a, a, see, not only don't they want ivermectin out there, hydroxy, they don't want now the, the, the monoclonal antibodies out there. So every time something is proven wor- that it works to cure people who come down with COVID, the government steps in, Fauci steps in, in my view, to protect his vaccine companies, the makers of the vaccines, the vaccine market. And so it's it's happening on a daily basis, this medical tyranny, the medical insanity. It's genocide. It, it's, it, is, it is murder. And in, and in Europe, they talk openly in, uh, uh, now about the Nuremberg trials after World War II. Oh, they where are? Where we con- convicted the, you know, the uh-huh. doctors who were doing awful things. And the media. And in Europe, yeah. And now they're talking openly about this is going on right now globally. You know, I mean... How many people have died? I don't know whether you check the data globally from COVID. It's, I think it's 4.2 million. Something like 4.2 million have died from COVID. I'm with McCullough when we say 85% or more of these COVID deaths could have been prevented. So think now, it's not about 500,000 unnecessary deaths in the U.S. Now it's more like approaching 4 million unnecessary deaths worldwide let's let's do the math real quick it's <laughs> yeah farid says 99 percent, but let's let's take the conservative let's say 85 percent 4.2 million 4.2 million times <laughs> so we're looking at all right minus we're looking at three million five hundred and seventy thousand unnecessary deaths three million yeah. five hundred and and not I mean, that's, and not that's accidental perfect. knowingly <laughs> You know, that's like you talk about the Holocaust. Holocaust six. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at half a Holocaust. I mean, (laughs) looking at half a fucking Holocaust. Excuse my French. In a short time period. Yeah. This is all happening in a period of of months. 18 months instead of five years. Yeah. I mean, so the insanity of this and how the media, the big media can can ignore all of this reality is just utterly amazing to me. And the only and and I know it's so cliche and it seems like a motivational poster you'd see above a cubicle, but truly you have to be the change you want to see in the world. I'm a fledgling podcast. I'm trying to turn this into an enterprise. I'm not Joe Rogan where I can just go, you know, middle finger. I'm out. I'm building this thing. I built it above my parents' garage. Right now I'm in a 790 square foot apartment. I have this studio which is actually just half of a bedroom. My bed, I can probably touch it with my feet, is right there. My bathroom is right there. My kitchen is right. It's I'm in this little tiny thing trying to build this. So it's not just like, it's not like if Nicki Minaj got banned from Twitter, she doesn't need it. She's got a hundred million dollars and got a hundred million followers on Instagram. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but clearly I am is I had 6,000 subscribers on YouTube through hell and high water. And I was fighting suppression and I was, I was getting it out there. I was getting it out there. I got the ban hammer because what I'm seeing going on is not something I can idly stand by. And I can't go, we should all fight censorship. And then someone says, Tommy, you should fight it. And I go, well, not me. I'm trying to build a company. No, fuck that. Be the change you want to see in the world. I got banned from there. I had 6,549 subscribers. Now I'm on rumble with 389 subscribers. It's a lot less. It's it's a lot less. So the only way this is going to continue to come out is if we keep fighting. In the in the height of World War II, and if you were in Germany and you saw you saw Hitler with their Wunderweapens and they're shooting rockets and and they're and you know and they're putting millions of people in concentration camps and gassing them and burning them, I'm sure it seemed pretty hopeless. But everyone kept pushing and now we're through. Sorry, I'm getting all Getting all excited. Just, just to, to, but to, to reaffirm what you're saying, here's an interesting tidbit. My two, 
most recent articles, particularly one where in the title is Vaccine Dystopia, now published on a zillion websites, okay? I look at my Amazon numbers for my book, Pandemic Blunder, almost daily because I'm a little obsessed about it. Hey, who isn't? Yeah. The best ranking I've had in over seven months happens this morning. Oh, Why nice. is that happening? Because these two articles, most recent articles, have gotten an enormous amount of public attention. Enough, not only are they reading my articles, but they're buying my book, okay? <laughs> After it's been out over way over seven months now. So there is a thirst out there, just to reaffirm what you're saying. There's a thirst for what you are doing as a podcaster. There's a thirst and demand out there for what I do as a writer, because I see myself sure. as a medical writer, basically. So my book is now selling well. My articles are getting a lot of great attention, because I found a, a great new website to put my articles up on also, which helps. But so my point is, and I think it's your point too, is that there is public demand outside of big media for, for really good information. Now, everything I do has a lot of science in it, a lot of facts and data. My wife says, oh, you're putting so much data in your articles. But that's the way I am. You know, I have a science background, you know, PhD and all of that. So I, I put in a lot of scientific information. All I'm saying is it's being eaten up, mm -hmm. okay? There are enough people out there, sensible, smart people, who want to protect their lives. And one way you protect your life is by being better informed about the truth about all aspects of this pandemic. And that's what we see going on. I have my personal evidence, okay? Podcasters have their evidence when they can look at their data on how, how their podcasts are being viewed. All I'm saying is I'm seeing the evidence too as a writer that, hey, there is demand and appreciation for the truth tellers. I like to use the term truth tellers, truth telling, because that's what I do in my writing. I'm trying to tell the truth. That's what the podcasters that, that I work with, you know, are trying to get the truth out there. And, and I just, we got to say, this is all about saving lives. Again, I, I was on the phone with an old friend uh, today, this morning, and, you know, he's got his supply of ivermectin. He's traveling all over the country. He feels safe. Why does he feel safe? Because he's got ivermectin, okay? And, and so he's traveling. I don't feel so safe, so I'm not traveling. But I tell you, it, it, this is all about saving lives now and getting the truth out and, and feeding into, uh, you know, giving good information to the, the public who's demanding something outside of big media and corporate social media. The demand clearly is there, okay? George Fareed and his partner Tyson God bless them. They're on. They've gotten a, a good good spots on some TV channels, um, but again, we're dealing with relatively few doctors like McCullough and Reich, okay, and and a handful of others. Uh, you know, Zelenko is still out there doing the right thing. He's also still out there pushing. God bless him. Uh, and so, but again, these are just maybe a few hundred courageous doctors out of what, uh, over 100,000 physicians in the United States, way over, I'm sure. Uh, so it, it's still a sad situation where the system is so corrupt. I want to emphasize the medical establishment. It's just not the government that's corrupt. It's the medical establishment. I, you know, I, I, have, I wrote something new that I'm trying to get published. What's killing Americans? Don't blame the virus. Blame the medical establishment because they're as guilty as, as Fauci and FDA and CDC. We have no reason anymore to trust the medical establishment because they have no courage. They are complicit in this, what really amounts to mass murder. We're not preventing COVID deaths. That's the medical establishment. And we need to understand and speak up against this medical establishment. It's the hospitals, it's the doctors, it's the medical journals, it's the medical societies, 
AMA and all of those idiots out there, they're all guilty. They're all, you know, <laughs> totally guilty of medical tyranny and medical malpractice. It will come out. It's it's only a matter of it, it will come out. And, you know, if it's 100 doctors out of 100,000, hey, to me, as long as it's a non-zero number, then we've got a fighting chance. And it's going to work. It's going to keep going. People are thirsty for it. And it's like what you said. People are people are thirsty for this information. It's like that that tired old kind of me, that edgy meme. But it does work. And it's the revolution will not be televised. So you have to look at it in two ways. You have to look at it in two ways. Not only are people thirsty for this, you can follow it through the tracking of your own. And like you said, you said you're a little obsessed with it. Anyone who creates their own product and puts it out there, you get obsessed with it. It's it's <laughs> it's your baby. You're, who doesn't? Right. But you can track those analytics and you're looking at it. And, you know, I was looking at my YouTube and it was just flatlining. But I was looking at Spotify, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and they're right. all going up exponentially when I when I up. I can upload an interview with like a former special forces guy or a pilot or a nuclear engineer. And, you know, they get a couple of views here and there. I upload an interview with a doctor about COVID. It's through the roof. And so what you have to start realizing is, is not only are they going to censor this stuff, but they're also going to make it seem like no one's interested in it. You know, the Soviet Union was crumbling for years, perhaps even right. decades before it finally fell. But it's like a tsunami, right? A tectonic plate shifts. It pushes up a mass of water. And if you take the lifespan of a tsunami, which, let's call it four hours, for three hours and 59 minutes, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. And then in one minute, you got half a million dead. But the reality is, is that one last minute was no different than the first 239 minutes. Is it just that's when it all came crashing down literally and figuratively. So just like the Soviet Union falling, oh, it fell out of nowhere in 1980. No, 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 no. It was coming down for a while, right? The World Trade Center was weakened from the moment it was hit. We see the collapse, but it was happening for the 102 minutes beforehand. So... What we're seeing right now is when it all does finally break, maybe it breaks tomorrow. Maybe it breaks in 2025. I don't know. It might 2035. I have no idea. When it does break, we're going to go, oh, it all happened at once. No, it's they're not going to publicize the fact that now I would love to be a fly on the wall inside one of these big tech companies and see them shitting their pants and going, there are so yeah. many articles. We're, we're playing whack-a-mole. But to you, the user who just gets on their phone and goes, yeah, I'm not really seeing any articles. Well, it's because you're seeing this end. What you're not seeing is the other end of the people controlling the flow of information. They're right. going haywire. Don't, you know, if you call 911 and it says operators are busy, you go, hmm, and can't get to them. If you're in the operating room and the, the sirens are going and the phones are off the hooks, you don't see that side. And if, they, if it's in their interest to not let you see that side, you won't see that side. So we're not going to see the building collapse until it collapses. But rest assured, the flames are raging. The, 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 the insulation is being blown off. The beams are weakening. Like, it's going to come. And it's... So we just have to keep pushing. And if we don't push, then it won't work. But the more people push... Every, listen, the average person is not stupid. They're just not stupid. It, they, you don't need to explain it to it. Any one person can go... You know, it takes little things to kind of jolt people up. You know, a follower of Joe Rogan or a follower of Nicki Minaj. And they go... How come we can't do this? And then they have their own little red pill experience. They go, oh, I'm going to post something on Facebook about I've ever met banned. And they're like, I've never been banned from anything in 15 <laughs> years. These little things are happening. And, you know, it's like it's like the Sackler family squashing all opposition to Oxycontin in the 90s. Eventually, the it, granted, it took 25 years. The truth does come out. Who knows? Will these guys still be alive to be tried? I don't know. But rest assured... This is going. This is how. This is how history has played out every single yeah. time, and yeah. we're at no exception. Yeah, but sadly, sadly, Tommy, how many millions globally? How many millions and millions of people will die from COVID? Many of them, even if they've taken been vaccinated, they are still dying from. And I know we're probably I, not I like halfway the, through. You know, in my article, by the way, people should look up. Just put in the term vaccine dystopia and you will 
my that article of mine is on a zillion websites now. And I like to point out some of the crazy stuff that the government is doing. I could not believe when I learned about this. CDC vaccinated people who die usually in hospitals, but they die within 12 days oh, of yeah. being vaccinated, okay? What, how does the CDC categorize those people and those deaths? They are categorized as unvaccinated people dying. Which now, that is, is such insane. an absurdity. Insane. <laughs> so I, and I, you know, when I, when I read about this, I had to track down the actual CDC article. It took me a while, not easy, on the CDC website to find the, and it was in a footnote. It was in a, the fine, fine print of the article that this is what they were doing, okay? And I, that's just a wonderful, now they've also changed the instructions to people who fill out, coroners and physicians, who fill out death certificates. They changed the instructions on, on how to fill out a death certificate. And the nitty gritty of what they did was to make it look like, okay, the vaccines were not killing people and people, you know, they were just were not telling the truth, okay? So again, vaccinated people dying left and right, often within days. And that's the important point. I read all these horror stories. There's so many good websites now you can go to on a daily basis, read these stories of people dying literally within a few days, often young, very healthy people. Uh, in, in my vaccine dystopia article, I give a case example of a doctor in Florida who died, healthy doctor, not so young, but I think 40s or 50s, and he, he died within days. And then and we had another doctor saying, yeah, there's no doubt about it. The causality is clear, okay? <laughs> he died because of the vaccine he shot he got. No doubt about it. And he died from the blood clotting problem, which has now been confirmed and researched to death, especially in the UK and, and these people when it happens. But the guy, a wonderful doctor in Canada, 60, I think it was 62% of his patients. He was giving out only the Moderna shot, by the way, 900 shots. And 62% of the people he had, somehow he had the smarts to prescribe to a, a blood test that you, you probably can't get your physician to order this blood test. It's called the deep dimer test. Uh, yeah, and I, had, the deep, yeah, I had one the deep, 10 years ago. The, 10 years, the, I, I was in the hospital and that was one thing they tested me for blood clotting. For blood clotting. Yeah. So this Canadian doctor, and he does it on all of his patients who've been given the Moderna shot and 62% turn out to have the blood clotting problem. And these are the important point I want to make these are microscopic blood clots. Mm -hmm. Here's real science. Not all of the blood clotting, the, the brain bleeds, those are from large blood clots, okay? But now we have all this evidence of microscopic blood clots throughout the bodies of vaccinated people. How do we know what's going to happen to these people in the, not just days and weeks and months, but years and decades ahead if they're relatively young people and they have a body with all of these microscopic blood clots in them, okay? This can't be good for you, okay? This has got to be causing, especially in the lungs, microscopic, and this is autopsies have been done uh, on COVID patients, by the way, it's the same, that what do they find in, in COVID, dead COVID patients? Microscopic blood clots in the lungs. That's sort of the medical cause of the death. And now it's the spike protein in, from the vaccines that is creating the same situation as the spike protein from the virus that gives you COVID, okay? It's medically and scientifically the same thing. When, they, when your body fills up with the spike proteins from the vaccines, all of the vaccines, that you're getting into the same troubles that the COVID okay, victims have gotten into and why they're dying and all getting all kinds of illnesses. So 
we have to see you know, the science is so clear here. And, and I just want to emphasize, and if you go to your normal doctor, not only won't he prescribe <laughs> ivermectin, the odds are he won't order a D-dimer test either. It's it, it, nothing can make it more. But that's what I mean is like it, it can seem overwhelming. But to me, that will just I don't think I'm smarter than the average person. It's I think any person with a functioning brain is going, I can't talk about ivermectin. I can't get this generic drug prescribed. Well, we don't know how safe it's been used for 40. If ivermectin isn't safe and effective, excuse me, but how the fuck is the the, the vaccine safe and effective? <laughs> if a generic for 40 years is something like what, like 4 billion doses put out all over the world that's in, uh, right. was it McCullough that said it was in the Department of Health and Human Services, like 20 essential medications for like yeah. the WHO in terms of yes, like, it like, it's up there with like aspirin and like penicillin in terms of right. it, you kind of just have to have it in your go-to basic the guy, won, the guy won a nobel prize yeah satoshi uh dr satoshi Amura. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get him on my podcast i can't get him to email me back but it's yeah nobel prize in 2015 for use in humans it's <laughs> i mean it will enough people can and again the revolution won't be televised so you're not going to see you know facebook's not going to come out and tell you about uh how many people they're banning and how many articles they're suppressing you won't see it until it breaks and that's what i think we have to keep doing is just little by little just keep ticking away just keep because it will come out it always does and and i've made this analogy before it's not like say jfk right maybe it was the cia and maybe there was only one folder that confirmed it and someone might have burned it in 1970 and it's just gone forever. And so it doesn't matter if you can go into every government vault, there might literally not be an existing file. It might not, it's not that you can't find it, it's that it no longer exists. Something like say the moon landing, you could eventually with enough tech, you know, we're putting civilians into space now, eventually someone's going to be able to go to the moon and walk to the spot and go, huh, here are the footprints. I guess that did happen. <laughs> so, and with biology, there are only so many people that eventually, it might be a year, it might be three decades, eventually there's going to be enough people going to the doctor's office and there's going to be enough more modern medicine in 30 years, who knows what we'll have. And they're going to be looking at like, yeah, all these people have all these micro, eventually it will happen. You can only build up the dam so much before the water will come over and the levee will break. It always happens. Only if we keep pushing, if we give up and say, oh, I guess it's over. Well, then it's over. Dr. Hirschhorn, tell everybody where to where to find your website. I got to use the restroom real quick. Well, I don't have a website, but get my book, Pandemic Blunder. You can get it on Amazon or any place that sells books. It's cheap on, on Amazon. And there's a Kindle version, which is really cheap on Amazon. And And go look up my big article that has gotten so much attention. Just put into your search engine. Um, vaccine dystopia, dystopia, the opposite of utopia. Dystopia is an ugly future, an ugly world. And my article on vaccine dystopia really defines the world that vaccines are creating. It's an ugly world. And as Tommy says, we need to stop this vaccine dystopia. It's already beginning. Millions of people dying unnecessarily. So we've, we've got to work on this for us that are older, people like me. I want to see the revolution come as long as I'm still alive. So I'm going to keep uh, putting out uh, all my articles a couple of every month. Uh, but just put into a search engine, Joel S. Hirschhorn, and you will see, you know, lots of my articles and podcasts uh, are readily available. And the book, although it's been out over seven months, Pandemic Wonder is as good today as it, as the first day it was out. It's filled with truth and data, which is still as great today as it was the day I wrote it months and months ago. So Pandemic Blunder, Vaccine Dystopia. Uh, and, and I'm with Tommy on this. I just want the revolution, Tommy, I was saying, to happen before I die. I'm not going to live forever. Yeah, you are. And, uh, Nonsense. You're going to... You, you have the time to wait for the revolution. 
the older people like me, we feel we don't have the time. That's why we're racing a little bit more aggressively, maybe, to try and get the truth out, because we want it to happen, the revolution to happen, while we're still around. Hey, it's... I don't believe that you're going to, you're going to be here. I'm going to be 50. You're going to be, I'm going to be 80. You're going to be 130. We're going to be doing another podcast. I believe it, but you know, it's a, you know, I might not be around if I keep making enough noise, you know, I might turn up missing. It's a, it's they, then there's, there's a history of that. Now I don't think it will happen, but I mean, that's also my plan, though, is to just get the pot. That's why I do so many episodes with so many other guests is I'm like, you know, I don't want to just be the COVID podcast. I don't, you know, I'm yesterday I talked to a guy that worked on a nuclear submarine. We didn't touch COVID. We talked about the Cold War. And that's what I like. That's what I like to get into. But yeah, I also great. think that the bigger you get, the more uncancelable you can come. And you, you said it earlier that, you know, that sort of rebel attitude never in a million years, did I think that I would live to see the day? I mean, never did I think I would quote Nicki Minaj, but never did I think I would live to see the day where the classic uh, group of people that I identify as liberals would be defending uh, a corporate government superbody pushing <laughs> a vaccine with no long-term, uh, not long-term studies. Never did I think I would see. Uh, who's Howard Stern? I mean, Howard Stern, like the OG, like the mm. rebel, you know, has, you know, has women, you know, masturbating on a show, getting kicked off. I mean, the original, you know, light it on fire, do what you want thing. He came out like two days ago and said he hopes Joe Rogan and other anti-vaxxers die because they won't <laughs> take the shot. Aside from the fact that it's inhumane, aside from all that evil, malicious nature, which we're seeing in people now, right? Oh, you don't take the vaccine. I want you to die. Aside from all of that, aside from all the medical tyranny, the, you know, the genocide, the Nuremberg, all that good stuff or bad stuff is at the very, just, there's a completely different level. If we can just put all that aside for a minute, what happened to just like being cool, being rebellious, doing what you're not supposed to do because you can't, you know, I probably drank more alcohol between 18 and 21 than I did 21 and 31 because I wasn't allowed to. And it was something about you and your buddies and you got some beer in your friend's basement and you're drinking because the parents are asleep versus when you can go buy alcohol at the store. It's, eh. you know, there's it's it, there, it's it loses a certain amount of sexiness, a certain amount of rebelliousness. Howard Stern, that yeah, guy, it's just it's what happened to just being a rebel and being right. doing what you're not supposed to do. I mean, does he does he consciously want to be on the side of government and Fauci? That's, and the, that's the thing is they they still think that they are the rebels, though. Everyone that says that yeah. thinks they're the they're the resistance. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, if you're pairing up with Uncle Sam and super and uh, supranational inter, international uh, corporations, I don't know how to break it to you, man. You're not the resistance. <laughs> Right, you're right, not the right. resistance. When uh, when 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 the federal government's seizing monoclonal antibodies and big tech, I know that they're from California, but they're the farthest thing from a hippie left. If you had taken a liberal from I don't know Woodstock, and brought them into the future, and the left, they would be they would be categorized as a far alt-right QAnon because they would say don't trust anyone over 30 my body free love man free speech and if someone went up to him and said you're not allowed to say that these hippies 99% of people at Woodstock would now be categorized as Trump supporters absolutely. that's the real that's the absolute insane reality of this yeah you're absolutely right <sighs> absolutely right because I was, I remember those days. <laughs> I know you did. That's the thing. That's why I'm bringing it up. You remember them. I remember them vividly. I was, I wasn't at, at, at Woodstock, but there was the equivalent of Woodstock in, in the Midwest, actually outside of Madison, Wisconsin, where I was a professor. And I went to that Woodstock and it was wonderful. <laughs> and I, I thought of myself back then as a kind of rebel. Yeah. I was, I was, I was all for the revolution. Sure. And, and here I am again in my old age, still a rebel, still, still needing a, another revolution. Yeah. Okay. So it's a never ending story of there's always a, a, the next revolution to support and to hope for. You know, at least in the sixties, it was like, at least 
people were at least there was a general you know there was the people that were the you know the spitting image of the greatest generation you know the the clean cut you know we live in this house with yeah. a white at least they at least they 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 didn't hide it like hey these guys are pro establishment and you know the guys in the in the the Volkswagen buses dropping acid like and they're anti establishment the most absurd thing now are the people shilling on behalf of a corporate government merger super state and they still think we're the resistance you're yeah. not the resistance if you're bashing people over the head literally with bike locks for saying something you don't like if you're for people not being able to participate in society because they didn't take a vaccine that is winning record-breaking profits for Pfizer for three straight quarters in a row, Moderna has doubled in market cap in the last 18 months. Yeah. If you're yeah. shilling for that, you're not, just, you're not a I, hippie. I think, the, I think the next big news, Tommy, is is the military. How all, yeah. of, these, all of these people in the armed forces... And especially the SEALs. I, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how many people in the military will, in fact, leave the military, will be forced out of the military because they are going to refuse being vaccinated. This is going to happen. Now you create a whole nother bizarre situation in terms of national security. If we start to see significant numbers of people in the armed forces willingly leave just saying it's not worth it i am not going to take the vaccine and take the risk of of, of the right of the death. vaccine so i think that's going to be coming soon it could be very big news especially if people in the the navy seals there's only 2500 of them so if we start to see large numbers of those very healthy people say hey no i'm not going to take the vaccine let's see what happens yeah, and then that starts to give more credence to like, you know, is that intentional? Is that a controlled demolition yeah. of the US military? <laughs> is that is that an extension yeah. of China's unrestricted warfare? Then it starts yeah, to yeah. get a little crazier because you're like, Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. But I, I I've as I'm getting older and reading even more, I read about I read about or listen to about ten audiobooks a month. And I've been doing that for about five years. So I'm at like I don't know, what's that, 700 audiobooks in the last five years? I'm starting to realize that there, there is, under no circumstances, are there no conspiracies. But then there, it's also a bell curve. At the higher end, at the, the crazier the conspiracy, it's, it, those always kind of end up not being true. It's always right in the middle ground. There's some collude. And then what you can really boil it down to is, well, what do they all have in common? Follow the money. So the idea that, and that's why I come back to the idea that this is some global depopulation. No, I don't think. No, no, I don't. No, I don't buy that. No, no, no. It's it's and it's, but is the idea that it's all perfectly kosher? No, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. And what is that middle? Well, follow the money. If no one, was, you know, if none of these corporations were making a penny off of this, then I would say, oh, this is a depopulation plan. And that's why Tommy, the McCullough strategy, which was, he was absolutely right from the get go in early twenty twenty. If they, if they would have said, all we need to do is vaccinate the really vulnerable, 20 million. I can assure you there would have been a meeting in Fauci's office with all the representatives of Pfizer and Moderna and all those companies, and they would have said, no way. Yeah, There's no that. business for us yeah. at 20 million doses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you got to give us you got to give us the entire population yeah. for this business venture to work. Yeah. And that's just business sense. Of course, that's what's needed. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's like other things. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's you can just and, follow and, the money. And it's the simplest. And by the way, I, before I forget, I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I bet you haven't heard this, but there is a very seemingly legitimate story from a guy who used to work in Fauci's group at NIH. He has gone public and said that Fauci told the people working in his division at NIH not to take the vaccine because we wouldn't know and that he would not take the vaccine and had not taken the vaccine because from? of the potential negative adverse effects of the vaccine. 
Okay, so this guy has, uh, got fired by Fauci ultimately. Uh, I guess he was another rebel, and he has gone public and told his story about Fauci. And we, to this day, by the way, nobody in the big media has actually, I don't think, asked Fauci directly. Have you? Think have you been vaccinated? The CEO of Pfizer isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody has asked Fauci, as far as I can tell, and I don't know whether Fauci would lie or tell the truth. Of course, well, there's no point but, in asking; they're just gonna lie. Yeah, who's the guy's name? Who do you know? The guy's I name? No, I can't remember, but I, I, I probably can find the link because I, I gave it to uh, one of the Googles. I have to look it up. Uh, it seemed legit to me. I need you to. I need. I need you to find it for me because we don't want to be fake news. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I, I, it, it's a nice detailed account sure, sure. by this guy. Uh, I believe uh, it. Of, of, of what happened with Fauci and what he was telling the workers in his group. It's, it's an interesting story. Sure. No, no, I, I, I believe it. But, you know, we've also we've done a whole podcast about telling the truth and only the truth. So, you know, that's what I mean by it is like, let's let's, yeah, let's yeah. make out. Let's make sure it's true. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's that that's an odd thing. Right. These guys. Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, who what was that? Uh, Don Lemon, that that uh, CNN anchor. Do you remember that yeah. thing from like it was like two months ago where he's doing like a doing like a town hall thing with Biden? Yeah. And yeah. Then, and he goes, you know, I got the vaccinated, or I got the vaccine, and, and Biden goes, you did? Are are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and and then he and then he catches himself. He goes, it's safe and effective. We should all get it. But you can see his face. He goes, you got it? Are you okay? And it's like. <laughs> Right? You drank the Kool-Aid? You weren't supposed to drink the Kool-Aid. We're, no, 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 no. You you're not supposed to actually drink the Kool-Aid. It's uh yeah, man. I don't know. It's uh it's gonna come out. That's all it is. Is it's gonna come yeah. out. It it's you have to look at it from a different standpoint. You know, it's uh and we'll we'll wrap this one up in uh, like five minutes. But uh I gotta go. I've got a couple uh, of things. Like to do. Oh, do you, do you, you want to finish this? We can wrap it up now. Yeah, yeah. I, sure. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, we'll wrap it up now. Doctor Joel Hirshhorn, author of a ton of articles. I'll put all the links to all the websites and then the news websites that you are on, as well as your book, Pandemic Blunder. And uh, I apologize for keeping you over. And uh, uh, always happy to be with you. You know, and I wish I had a son like you. I mean, you are so, I think, smart and articulate. Thank okay. You. So I, I am proud to be with you on your show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And I'm proud to have you on here. It's it's always more fun being in the small group that's doing what they're not supposed to do. It's always more fun. Whether you're <laughs> five years been... old or 90, it's it's always yeah. more fun. Unfortunately, that's my history. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not unfortunate at all, man. It's, uh, you know, it's not crazy that a small group of people change the world. Or what did Steve Jobs say? If you're crazy enough to, well, fuck, what is it? It's not crazy that small groups of people think they can change the world. The only people that have ever changed the world are small groups of people. So, yeah. hey, keep fighting, keep pushing. We're gonna break through. Unlike like a breakthrough, uh, like a breakthrough COVID case, we're gonna be a breakthrough truth case. We're gonna break through yeah. this wall of of trans monolithic suppression. It's gonna come through. It's always gonna come through. There'll be a Nuremberg 2.0, and then in about a hundred years, there'll be a Nuremberg 3.0, and it will all repeat onwards and onwards forever. So just do the right thing, everybody. Dr. Joel Hirshhorn, thank you so much, sir. And I will send you the link when it's up. And until next time, take care, my brother. Thank you, brother. Godspeed. God bless everybody. Stay safe.